0: Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. New series called God and Money. Some of you look with scowly faces. Because God and money, are, they're, they're part of our lives. And, and God is concerned about our relationship with Him. And our relationship, our attitudes with money, is often shapes and works with our relationship with God. Before we get in any further here, I got a question for you. How many of you have ever traveled on an airplane before? Most of you have. Oh, well, that's great. Because and then the next question is, have you ever had those opera time when you've been stuck in the middle seat? Yeah, you know, that, that is the worst place to be. You know, a few years ago, I was one of the last ones to get on. And guess what seat I had? Not the aisle seat, not the window seat. I had the middle seat. And, you know, thankfully, I'm not a humongous kind of guy because the guys that were sitting next to either side of me were humongous. But that meant the guy that was on the aisle seat, when I came there, I'm like, yeah, that's my seat. Kind of get a... Uh, and he got himself out, and I get in there and get my bag in there, and before I could sit down, guess what he did? Rum! And he just spread himself out. And the guy next to me on the window side had already spread himself out. So they made sure they occupy their space and they had their territory. And they're like, just kind of squeezed there in the middle. It's hard to move sometimes when you feel squeezed in. And once we talk about God and money, we're going to talk about, you know, how sometimes money, our attitudes, our thoughts on money makes us maybe feel like we're in the middle seat. We're squeezed in. It's hard to move. As we do that, you know, we're going to talk about what it means for us to be willing and able, willing and able to respond to God. You see, God is, is more concerned about our spiritual health than he is about our financial health. He's more concerned about our spiritual growth than he is our financial growth. Now, don't hear me say that God's not concerned about money, because money's a part of our lives. It's how we function. And you know, we talk about God and money, especially right now, in the midst of, you know, a... Um, challenging time for a lot of folks financially, but it's also a great time to talk about it because no matter where we're at and what's going on, it's a part of our lives. And it can affect in many ways how willing and able we are to respond to God. Really quick, let's define willing and able. We define willing this way. Willing, you want to do something or are ready to do something, like I was more than willing to move to a different seat. I really wanted to, but there I was stuck in the middle seat. And then able, you know, able as you have the power or the skill or the resource to do something. There I didn't have any power or resource to move because there was no other seats available, and there I stayed, stuck in that spot. Willing and able. We're going to take a look here as we do this at this encounter that this guy named Simon Peter has with jesus let's read verses 10 and 11 of our text together then jesus said to simon don't be afraid from now on you will fish for people so they pulled their boats up on shore left everything and followed him so here's a question for us then and the question is this what does it mean as a follower of jesus to be willing and able what does it mean as a follower of Jesus to be willing and able? Because I think we see in this encounter that Peter has, Simon Peter has with Jesus, both a willingness and an ableness, and, a, and a being able, willing and able to respond, and some going back in and forth there. But as we do that, again, you know, we talk about God being concerned about our spiritual growth. God is concerned about your spiritual growth. In case you didn't know that. God wants us to grow in our relationship with him. He wants us to deepen our relationship with him. And God is concerned about, you know, our financial health. Because often our financial health can impact our ability. It can become an obstacle for our ability and our willingness to respond to God. So as we do that, we're going to take a moment here, in just a few moments, and we're going to look at, you know, kind of maybe five statements. But maybe one of these fits you. And, and maybe, you know, as you do this, you might say, yeah, that's, that's me. That's definitely where I'm at. Maybe you say, that's not me. Never been there. Or I have been there and not there now. Help us kind of assess, you know, where we think we're at financially. And again, we're going to put these up here. There's there's no judgment. I'm not judging anybody for being in one or the other five categories that we put up here. I just want us to kind of think through where we are at so we can kind of assess, you know, ourselves. So here's the first statement. First statement is this. I am not making enough to make ends meet. Second statement. I'm struggling to keep up with the day-to-day expenses. Third statement, I'm able to make ends meet. Okay, there's five, so we got two more. So fourth statement, I'm able to make ends meet with a little leftover. And then the final one, I have more than I need for myself and my family. Now, I'll put all five of these up there for you. Again, making no judgment of where you feel you are at and where others are it's just a chance for you to say, okay, if I am talking about, you know, where I'm at, how do I assess where I'm at? Maybe not where I want to be, where I plan to be, where I was. Again, you know, we're in this time where our economy is kind of topsy-turvy, so you might say, well, I was here, but now I'm here. Or maybe you had to or extend a time where you had no job, you're unemployed. Now you get a job. You're like, hey, things are better, or watching gas prices go up, and you're like, yeah, I don't know. I was here. I'm not sure if I'm going to be there in three weeks or three months. But the reality is, you know, we tend to fall in one of these five areas, kind of on the spectrum, and maybe sometimes we, you know, slide around a little bit here or there. And we may have goals to move from one place to another place. But all of these, no matter where we're at, our financial health can become an obstacle for us in our willingness and our ableness of answering Jesus' call, of growing spiritually. They become an obstacle, but they can also become an opportunity for us to grow. I'll give you some examples about being willing and able. Missionaries, most missionaries, like the missionary that we support, Chelsea, have a deep willingness to go wherever they feel God has called them to go. So Chelsea, willing to go serve in or serving in the Czech Republic, but really serving all that whole region there, had a willingness to go and say, God, I'm willing, I'm ready to go right now. But was she able to go right then, right now? Well, no, because she needed funds to go. And she didn't have a big check to write and say, here you go, I'm going to support myself for three years of doing this. And neither did dad. It's not going to happen. I'll give you some. But, you know, able to go, not on our own, but that's also part of how we as a church body rally together to support missionaries. She's not the only one that as a congregation we supported. that some of you support. But willing to go, yes, willing to go. Able to go, not of our own resources. Similar to, we've had folks go with us on our polling mission trip, which, by the way, we're still looking for like one or two more people to go, assuming things don't get any crazier. You know, and some people say, well, I'm willing to go, but I'm not able. For whatever those reasons may be. Willing and able. So you've got the missionaries who often are willing, but aren't able, at least on their own. Now, let's jump into Scripture here. And this is from... An encounter Jesus has with a guy that's called the rich young ruler. You may know this story in scripture. The rich young ruler comes and he's talking with Jesus. And he really wants to say, look, you know, Lord, um, I want to follow you. I mean, I like what you say. These things you're talking about, God, this is great. God's kingdom and God's grace and God's love. You know, and as he said, I've done all these things. And Jesus says, there's one thing left for you to do. Just one. Sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Because Jesus know, knew that this young guy was able. He had all the resources that he needed. He was able, but he wasn't willing. For shall see if other missionaries, you know, the obstacle can become that resource. For this young ruler, you know, the obstacle became that, well, ultimately his resources. But able he was, willing he was not. Let's talk about Peter, you know. We heard about Peter and, and Simon Peter. Simon Peter, we know him as Peter, same guy, Simon Peter, Jesus calls him Peter later on. You know, we, these are things we know about Simon. We know his name is Simon, known as Peter. We know he's married. We know he lived in this town called Capernaum. We know that he was a fisherman. He had a fishing business with his brother, Andrew, and this guy named Zebedee, who had two sons that were also part of that fishing business, James and John. Fishing was what they did. And fishing wasn't a bad career, you know, in those days, it probably, you know, and that spectrum that we had there, you know, he probably wasn't on one end of the spectrum saying, I don't have enough to make ends meet. I'm struggling to get by. Nor was he on the other side of the spectrum saying, I got so much money left over, I don't know what to do. It was a decent living. And one day, after a long night of fishing, you know, there is Simon and his brother Andrew and James and John over there, and they're cleaning their nets. They had to clean their nets every day. Get all the crusty stuff off so that you could reuse the nets, hang them out, and dry them. So you go fishing again. They're cleaning the nets. And and this day, Jesus is walking along the lake of Gethsemane, also known as the Sea of Galilee. Walking along. And as he's walking along, you know, this whole crowd is gathered around Jesus to hear him teach about God's kingdom. To hear him teach about God's grace and God's love for his people. And as Jesus is teaching, the crowd keeps pressing in on him and keeps growing that Jesus sees these guys cleaning their nets, and he steps into the boat of Simon. He says, Simon, would you, you know, push off a little way so that I can, you know, be a little further away and and people can see me and they can hear me as I teach. Simon is, at this moment, both willing and able He's able because he has what? He has a boat that floats. And he is willing. He's like, sure. Here, Andrew, you clean the nets. Yes. He wants me to, I don't have to clean nets right now. And and he pushes off from the shore a little bit, and Jesus is teaching. And then sometime later, we don't know how long Jesus was teaching. You know, he turns to Simon, and he says, Simon, you know, Let's put out into the deep waters, and let's let down the nets for a catch. Well, Simon is kind of thinking here, you know, um, I fished all day long, he's thinking. All night long, we didn't catch anything, nothing, a not a good night. I don't know if you've ever gone fishing and not caught anything before. I, I have. And Simon's probably thinking, you oh, um, know... He's like, Lord, uh, we, we fished all night long. We didn't catch anything. Not to mention, you know, you don't go into the deep waters to go fishing. You kind of fish by the shores. Simon's thinking, you know, Jesus, you are a teacher. I am a fisherman. You know people. I know fish. I'm telling you. At that moment, Peter is what? He is able, because he's got a boat, and he's got a fishing net. Is he willing? Maybe not for at least momentarily, kind of seeming like, I, mm -mm." and ultimately says, all right, Lord, because you asked me to go out, put down my nets, all right, uh, I'll go put down the nets. So they go out into the deep water. You know, and again, I, I just wonder, I don't know, I wonder, is Simon still turning in his head about this? You know, does he does he kind of like look at Jesus and say, all right, here we go, whoop, and out goes the net. You know, does it happen just like that, the snap of a fingers, or does it take a few moments? And Simon's kind of going like, and you know people who have done this to you, or maybe you've done this to other people. See, I told you so. Now, one, two... Oh, wow! And this whole net is bursting with fish. He's pulling the fish inside. Of course, so many fish that his boat begins to what? Begins to sink. And he calls out, James, John, help! You know, and they get out there. And they're, all these boats, they're, they're so full with fish. And they get to shore. And, and, and they're just, everyone's talking about it. You know, they're all amazed at what's going on here. And Simon just doesn't know what to do. I mean, he's kind of scratching his head. This doesn't make sense. I, I, I don't understand. And, and then it kind of dawns on him that this, this is just no ordinary guy. This is not just some amazing teacher. This guy, this guy is someone special. He's on his hands and his knees, and he's like, Lord, go away from me. I'm a sinful man. In other words, Lord, go, go away. You don't know the things I've said. You don't know the things I've done. You, you, are, you should not be in my presence at all. And see, now Simon goes, I think, from being willing and able, saying, Lord, I, I'm willing to go, but because of my sins, I'm not able to say yes. I'm not able to respond the way you want me to respond. And Jesus, you know, says to him, look, I'm giving you the opportunity to change your life forever, to change the world. And Jesus says those words, if you know the older translations, I like this translation here, God's word translation. The old translations, I will make you what? Fishers of men. But I will teach you how we're going to no longer fish for people, which I showed you, I can do better than you can. Um, how to fish for fish, sorry. But we're going to fish for people. And we see that, you know, Peter is willing to do what? He's now willing and able to drop his nets, to leave his boats. And not only that, we know from one of the other Gospels, not only does Peter follow Jesus and respond here, But there's Andrew and these these two other guys, the sons of Zebedee, James and John. Willing and able to grow spiritually, to seize this opportunity to grow with Jesus. And ultimately to share his love. And ultimately Jesus becomes the prime example of being willing and able. Because he was willing to leave his heavenly home. He was willing to leave his heavenly home and step into humanity in the flesh. And he alone was able, not to suffer and die because we could all suffer and die, but he was able to suffer and die for the sins of all people, for all time. Big sins and small sins. And his willingness and his ableness enables us. Because like Peter, we too might say, Lord, you don't know the things I've done. You don't know how I've struggled. And yet he speaks those words of grace to us as well. That assurance that our sins are forgiven. And he helps us to grow through those obstacles and challenges that we face. Because if we're anything like Peter, if anything like me, if anything like the people sitting next to you, we probably go back and forth between sometimes being willing and able Sometimes being able and willing. And yet God helps us to grow by his spirit to be both willing and able. The reason, you know, we're going to talk about God and and money here is because money often plays a huge role in whether we are willing and able to seize opportunities for spiritual growth, to seize those opportunities to follow Jesus. Willingness is saying, I have God, everything to give, nothing to lose, and that willingness and that ability. So if we're going to grow in Jesus and share His love. And we're going to talk about this is who we are at Holy Savior. If we're going to grow in Jesus and share His love. Then we are going to spend the next four weeks looking at ways money can hurt us as well as help our willingness and ability to seize opportunities for spiritual growth. Just some practical ways that we can do this, just to explore God's Word. This is a reason that scriptures talk a lot about money because, again, it becomes sometimes an obstacle for us, but sometimes it helps us to seize those opportunities. So as we do that, I want you to keep these two things in check here. First, come with an open-minded humility. You might say, you know, um, I, I'm coming to learn. Because I know that while God is concerned about my financial health, he is deeply passionate about my spiritual health. If he wasn't, he wouldn't have sent Jesus. Come with an open-minded humility. Also come and, and come to support and encourage one another. I mean, maybe you're sitting here and you think, I've got it all figured out. I'll take the next four weeks off. Um, well, one, if you get got it all figured out, that is amazing. Come give me some advice because I don't have it all figured out yet. Um, But the other is, you say, I really do. Maybe you say, I'm in a good position. Well, one, you still, maybe things you may learn. But the other is, we're coming to not judge one another. You know, we're coming to grow together. We're coming to encourage and support one another as we grow together. As we understand the resources that God gives us, and the greatest resource that he gives us, is the grace that he gives to us in Jesus. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this amazing day for the gift of your amazing grace for us in Jesus. Lord, we pray that you would help us to grow, both in a willingness and an ability to seize every opportunity we have for spiritual growth, to seize every opportunity we have to grow in Jesus and share his love. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.